This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Just a warm welcome to all the listeners out there. My name is Alana Willifew, and you've just tuned into my program called Body Matters. I all trust that you had a wonderful, wonderful week. And yeah, so today I'm going to be chatting about the righteous, that righteousness is a gift from Christ. So I just want to start a little bit off with righteousness and what is righteousness and how do we obtain righteousness? And then also chat a little bit about how are we transformed um, in the image of Christ? Because the word of God says that, you know, that we need to work out our salvation through fear and trembling. And so righteousness falls into fear and trembling, the whole thing of salvation. So if I had to ask you, what is righteousness? Righteousness means to be in right standing with God. And according to the Oxford Dictionary, righteousness is the quality of being morally right or justifiable. So that's from a very worldly perspective, but it means the same thing in God's kingdom, to be morally right or justifiable. So how do we obtain righteousness? Okay, so first of all, righteousness comes through the Spirit of God, and I want to explain that to you. So let's first read Romans fourteen seventeen, and it says, The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Spirit. Okay, so righteousness is found in the kingdom of God. Now, when you ask yourself, where is the kingdom of God? If someone had to ask you, where is the kingdom of God? In Luke 17, 21, it says, the kingdom of God is within you. So righteousness is found in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is found in the spirit of God. And I know that sounds a little bit complicated, but let me read the scripture again in Romans 14, 17. It says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but righteousness, joy and peace where in the spirit. So the kingdom of God is found in the spirit of God. So without the spirit of God inside of us, we cannot be in right standing with God or have true peace or joy, according to Romans fourteen seventeen. So before we got saved, you know, we were all sinners. But the minute we accepted Jesus and received his spirit inside of us, we became the righteousness of Christ. So in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of Christ. That's the only reason we are in right standing with God is because of his spirit inside of us. Nothing that we can do, nothing that we've done um, can make us righteous with God. 
I know so many people say, you know, um, there's so many people that don't serve God and you're that good people. But as I said to someone one day, good people don't go to heaven. Only people that have the spirit of God belongs to him. So therefore, because we didn't do anything to earn God, the only thing we needed to do is put our faith and trust in Jesus, an unknown God. You know, when you take that step of faith and you commit your life to Jesus, it's a step of faith. And righteousness is a product of faith. So righteousness is a gift from God because we never earned righteousness. It is through his grace and his mercy that we are called the righteousness of Christ. It is like receiving a certificate for something you have not done as if you were qualified for it. So when we receive God's spirit, it's his spirit inside of us that makes us righteous even though we are not perfect. Because just just imagine the scenario, you know, you've been sinning all your life and then one day you give your life to the Lord and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the next two days, you've done nothing to earn that righteousness. You know, you still think the same, you still have the same, you might not even feel different after you've given your life to the Lord. You see, because God already, his stamp of approval is on it, on us. You know, his righteous stamp is on us. But let's read here in Titus 3, 3 to 7, which says, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that have been justified by grace, we might become his, having the hope of eternal life. Okay, so let's look at that. It's through the Spirit that we are righteous. Okay, so let's read John 3, 5. It says, Except if a man is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You see, when we are born again in the Spirit, meaning when we were transferred from the kingdom of darkness, when we give our lives to the Lord, we are transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And when we are in the kingdom of light, because of the Holy Spirit, we are born by the Spirit. Okay, so now we are like, we're like infants, we're like children. We grew up in the world, we, we knew the worldly ways, but now we are born into God's kingdom through his spirit. And the, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is forgotten and everything is new. So you can no longer conform to the old ways of living. When you were living in the kingdom of darkness, you know, you can't abide to the principles of the kingdom of darkness any longer. When you come into the kingdom of light, 
into Jesus's kingdom and you are born through the spirit and you you obtain righteousness, you cannot live the way you used to live. Because God says you are a new creation, a new way of life, new principles under God's reign. And Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but you will be so that you will be able to test. Sorry, let me read that again. In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will for your life. I just want to read Matthew 5, 48, which says, Be perfect as I am perfect. Now, I believe the Lord is saying that we need to mature in his kingdom. You know, in 1 Peter 2, verse 2, it says, Like newborn infants that long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow into salvation. God requires that we work out our righteousness. So now you've been given the gift of righteousness when you were reborn through the Spirit, and now you're living in the kingdom of light. You were transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You were born by the Spirit, and because you have the Spirit, you are in right standing with God. But you now need to learn how to operate in this new kingdom And therefore, you need to work out your righteousness. It's like someone giving you a bicycle. But if you don't use the bicycle and work on the bicycle, then the bicycle is actually meaningless. And so is it with righteousness. And I want to read Philippians 12, 2, that says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, just like a constitution of a country, you know, if you think about our country, we have a constitution and that constitution, we have certain rights. You know, we have a right to health care. We've got a right to um food, we've got a right to shelter, but we've also got a responsibility. I don't know if anyone has read the children's rights, but you've got a right, but with that right, you've got a responsibility. You've got a responsibility to take care of yourself. And in the kingdom of God, we also have a constitution. So remember, the laws that apply and the principles that apply in the kingdom of darkness that's in this world does not apply when you are living in the kingdom of the light, when you are transferred into God's kingdom. So you need to adapt to a new way of living. So in the kingdom of God, there is also a constitution. This is what I say. And we also have rights in the constitution. And the constitution of the kingdom, God's kingdom, is in his word. You know, when you know the word of God, When you know what stands in in that word, you will know what your rights are. You know, the more we spend time studying the word, knowing our rights, and we obey the word, because our responsibility is not just to be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And the the more we spend time in God's presence, the more power and authority in Christ Jesus we'll have. 
because knowledge equals power. You know, um, this is how we grow in the maturity of Christ. So if someone has to ask you, how do you work out righteousness? Righteousness is basically studying the word of God, knowing what you what God has given you, what you are entitled to, and obeying God's word, being led by the Spirit. And as you grow in Christ, as you hear his voice, as you start knowing how to operate in the kingdom, you know this power, it says the, the Spirit that is within you. And, and one of the examples or one of the um, descriptions of the Spirit is, um, there's that scripture that says, I do not have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. The spirit that we have inside of us, God's spirit, is the spirit that gives us power. So in so in God, we are powerful. The Bible actually says, he who is within you is greater than he who is in the world. And the more we grow in the word of God, the more we are obedient to him, which is our responsibility to obey, to hear, to listen to the voice of God, the more we grow into maturity in our righteousness. And I hope that makes sense. So let's read Hosea 4, 6, which says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. You know, some people never grow into maturity. They don't know the authority and the benefits that they have in Christ and therefore don't live like overcomers in Christ. You know, God had given us the Holy Spirit in us. He's given us the word of God. He's given us angels to help us. You know, but it's our responsibility to study the word, to seek God, to spend time so that we can grow into maturity. Because otherwise, if we don't know our rights, we cannot be effective Christians. We cannot live like overcomers because God says, I've given you everything to be victorious and to be more than overcomers on this earth. You see, we lived in a dark world ruled by the enemy. And if we don't know our rights and authority in Christ, we will not be able to stand effectively against the onslaught of the enemy. You know, when you know the word of God, and the word says, when you seek God diligently, he will give you the desires of your heart. And you know that God gives you benefits. We have benefits as children of the living God when we live in his kingdom. I want to read Matthew 6, 33, that says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given unto you. So it says, pursue righteousness. This is what the scripture says, pursue righteousness which means to live according to the word of God, a life that displays his righteousness inside of you. In other words, God's saying it means live a godly life ruled by godly principles and then everything else will be added unto you. What is everything else? Let's read again. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be given unto you. You know, everything, God has given us everything. As I said, he says we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. But seek first righteousness. Walk in his righteousness. You see, we have rights and benefits and rewards in God's kingdom if we seek his kingdom. 
the, the benefits, there's just to mention a few benefits of the righteous. We are the righteousness of Christ, and that righteousness will not be taken away from us because we cannot do anything to earn that righteousness. But the more we walk at our salvation, the more we will understand, the more knowledge we'll have. So here's a few scriptures in Proverbs 21, verse 21, that says, Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity and honor. Another one in James 5:16 it says, "A righteous man's prayer avails to much." What is he saying? There's power in the prayer of a righteous man. Let's read Psalm 34:15 which says, "The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry." God hears your prayers. God hears our prayers. And in Psalm 112, 6, it says, Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. And, you know, these are just a few scriptures um, of the benefits of a righteous man. You see, when we walk in righteousness, we will obtain peace and joy and not the peace or joy from this world. You see, as we, the longer and the more um, closely we walk with God, the more we will experience God's supernatural peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and minds. You see, we can't walk out our righteousness in our own strength. The good news is that we are not alone. You know, God, God has given us righteousness in the Holy Spirit. And God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us. And in John fourteen sixteen, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is for your benefit that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. So we've got the Holy Spirit to help us in our journey to walk out our righteousness. And in John fifteen five, it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, in our own strength, we cannot please God. We cannot do anything. In our own, in our soul and in our minds, you know, we are, the, the Bible says we fall short. We all fall short of the glory of God. You know, none of us deserve God's grace and mercy, but he had given it to us anyhow. He's given us, once we received his spirit, he's indwelling. We are in right standing with him because it's a gift from God. We didn't do anything to earn it. We just put our faith in him and we trusted him and committed our lives to him. That's all we did. It was a step of faith. And, you know, apart from God, we cannot do anything. So let's um, read you in Philippians 2.13, which says, For it is God who is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You see, even God gives you the desire to follow his leading, to obey him, to do what's right. As we pursue righteousness with the help of the Holy Spirit, we become more Christ-like. And in Corinthians 3.18 it says, So all of us who have had the veil removed, walking in the truth, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. 
as I said, righteousness is a product of faith. Why? Because with faith we put our trust in Him. It's because of faith that we accepted to follow God that we've never seen. And to be able to walk in righteousness, we also need to walk by faith. Because without faith we cannot please God. And in Hebrews eleven six says, and I'm just repeating it again, and without faith it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him diligently. So let's stop at this for now. We're going to take a short music break and then we'll come back on how we are transformed by the Spirit of God. Hi, if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, you're with Alain at Willie Fear, and my program is called Body Matters. And I've just been chatting um, before the music break about the righteousness of Christ, that righteousness is a gift from God. And now I just want to share a little bit about you, how we are transformed by the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is our helper. And the Holy Spirit brings transformation in our life. So I just want to touch on the topic of transformation through the Spirit. You see, transformation takes place as we work out the gift of righteousness through the Holy Spirit. As we spend time, I said, in the Word of God, being sensitive and obedient to the leading of the Spirit, we are transformed. And now that we have the Holy Spirit in us, we can't live the way we used to live, as I said previously. As we grow in our relationship with the Lord, we are being transformed into His image by the Spirit because the Lord has called us to be holy. So in Tim- Timothy 1.9 it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, as I said previously, but because of his own purpose and grace. So let's look at what is the purpose, what, what is God's purpose regarding transformation. Let me just recap on already what I've said. He wants to transform us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. He wants to transform us into the original state that he intended for us from the beginning of time. Through transformation, our identity and our our authority has been restored. And I just want to go back to the Garden of Eden. You know, where um, Adam and Eve, they were living with God. Their lives were perfect. There wasn't sickness. There wasn't disease. there There was absolutely nothing. They were actually living like heaven on earth. And when they sinned, they gave the authority, the authority that God had given them, Over this earth, they've given it away to Satan when they were disobedient. So one of God's hearts is when I say he wants to transform us into the original state that he intended for us from the beginning of time, meaning to give us what was rightfully ours from the beginning. You know, and through transformation, he wants to restore and establish his kingdom principles in our lives. And through transformation, we also transform into his image so that we can represent him on this earth and bear witness to those who are still in darkness. And through transformation, we will also know our individual calling and purpose in Christ. You see, God wants to restore 
everything that Satan has stolen. And once we were living in the kingdom of darkness, before we got saved, you know, we were open targets to the enemy. You know, we lived according to the way of the world. And when we give our lives to Jesus, he wants to to give us back everything that the enemy has stolen. And there's a scripture that says the Lord wants to give back um, the years the locust has stolen from us. He wants to give us double fold, not even double fold. We, we say sevenfold what the enemy has stolen from us. He wants to restore. So when we operate in the kingdom of heaven, we can reclaim his rule and reign on earth and establish heaven on earth. You know, the enemy, we've given our authority away to the enemy. And through us, God can claim back that authority. We need to remember before the Holy Spirit took residence in our bodies, we were sinners. Our minds, will and emotions would conform to the ways of the world. But now we set our thoughts on heavenly things. We are being transformed from the, from the natural being to the supernatural being. We are reborn through the spirit meaning our old lives are gone and i said that previously and we are a new creation in christ jesus you know the holy spirit has taken residence in us and is also called the spirit of truth and part of the transformation process is to expose the lies of the enemy and to replace it with the truth of god you know that's why i always say you know one of our biggest battles are with the enemy is that he the enemy is called the father of of lies or but we when we get the spirit inside of us it says that we get the spirit of truth and so the battle for me sometimes on as christians is the battle between not just good and evil but between a lie and the truth of the enemy and god through his spirit he wants to renew our minds he wants to take away the old mindset and give us a new mindset the mind of christ he wants to deliver us from the lies you know all the lies that the enemy has spoken over us when before we were in the kingdom of God, you're not good enough, you're never going to make it, all those lies. But when we come into the kingdom of heaven, God says, you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You are my son and daughter. You are destined for great things. And that is one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit. And the word says that we have the mind of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 2, 16, it says, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct us? But we have the mind of Christ. You see, when you be, you're a believer, when the Spirit comes to live in us, the Spirit connects us to Father God. And it's through His Spirit that we are able to know God's thoughts. We, we are able to hear His voice. Each and every Christian is able to hear God's voice. And so we are, we are able to know the things that God has for us. So let's look at transformation through the mind. So how are we transformed through the mind? The Bible mentions that transformation starts in the mind and we need to change the way we think. We need to take our thoughts captive and bring it under 
under the submission of Christ. And you know, this doesn't taste take place overnight but as we spend time in the word of God as we get to know God as we grow into maturity as we walk in our righteousness and we get to know the word we are able you know we're able to to discern wrong thinking from good you know from God's word we'll be able to detect but this this is not from God what I'm thinking now we are able to discern Um, any wrong thinking and perception that contradicts the will of God. Um, It is through the Holy Spirit that we become aware of the truth in every situation that we are in. We start seeing the world and our circumstances, not through our own eyes like we used to before we got saved, but through God's eyes, through His lenses. And I just want to read again Romans 12, which says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but it says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it says, Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So to be able to renew our minds, we constantly need to be aware of what we are thinking. And if what we are thinking doesn't line up with his word, we need to reject that thought and not meditate on it. You see, the minute we start entertaining and meditating on 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 the thoughts of the enemy, it will eventually become a stronghold in our minds. And a stronghold is something that when you think about it, for, for too long, when you meditate on a lie and you start later on believing that lie, that lie becomes a truth in your mind. And that truth, which is actually a lie, is called a stronghold. You see, one lesson the Holy Spirit taught me was that every time I was irritated, every time I was angry or depressed, I had to examine what I was thinking about. You know, sometimes our thoughts, not sometimes, our thoughts normally trigger off our moods, our emotions. Um, And in Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, we are instructed by the Lord to think on positive things. As our thoughts change, so within time our behavior and our attitudes will also change. And I just want to read this saying by Frank Outlaw. And this is so powerful to me. It says, watch your thoughts, for they become your words. Watch your words, for they become your actions. Watch your actions for they become your habits. Watch your habits, for they become your character. And watch your character, for it will become your destiny. And I thought that is so powerful and it's so true. You know, it all starts with a thought. You know, the enemy will start playing around, planting seeds, negativity. And the minute you start meditating on it, before you know it, you're angry. Before you know it, you've said something you didn't want to say. And the more you believe it, you know, I even often experience when you believe a lie, 
you know, you might think someone doesn't like you or you just got that seed. Oh, that person doesn't like me. They don't think much of me. You know that the enemy will confirm that lie. Sometimes the enemy will say, look, 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 see what she's doing or he's doing. You see, I told you they don't like you. And the more you believe the lie, the more it, it starts building up inside of you, you know, and and that starts contaminating you. And so our thoughts are so powerful, you know, at the end of the day that the that the word says it will eventually determine our destiny. And just to confirm this, I want to read Proverbs 23, 7, which says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And to me, that's powerful. Your mind has got so much creative ability, what you allow into your mind. But the Bible says we need to take our thoughts captive. That's our responsibility to to keep on being aware of what we are thinking and to focus not on the negative, but to focus on what the word says, what is good, right, and worthy of praise. So let's take a short break and then we'll be back with the fruits of the spirit, which is the outcome of transformation. Thank you. Hi, if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit, it's Alana Willie Free with Body Matters. And I've just been chatting um, for the last 40 minutes about the that righteousness is a gift from God and that through the Holy Spirit, we can be transformed um, into the ways of God, into God's into righteousness, walking out our righteousness and how we can take our thoughts captive. That one of the ways that the Holy Spirit helps us is to take our thoughts captive and to bring it under the obedience of Christ. So we're still on righteousness and transformation. But I want to chat about the fruits of the Spirit. And the fruits of the Spirit also ties into everything. So as I want to just recap from the beginning, what I was chatting about is that, you know, when you give your life to the Lord in faith and you are, you receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has the kingdom of God inside of him or, or in, in the spirit contains the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the spirit. So in the spirit, we've got righteousness, joy and peace and that righteousness when we receive the Spirit of God, being reborn by the Spirit of God, we receive righteousness. And as we are still infants, when we when we receive the Spirit of God, as I said, we are transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And when we are transformed through the Spirit into the kingdom of light, it's like we are reborn. We are new. We are infants you know, and we need to grow into maturity because we can't live the way we used to live. We need to live um, according to the kingdom of light. And that's the Holy Spirit. It's through the Holy Spirit that transformation begins. It's through the Holy Spirit that we can mature. And as I mentioned earlier, that it's through the mind of Christ. God says we need to be renewed transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that is what I ch uh, spoke about previously. But what is the effects of being transformed? You know, transformation is to bring us into maturity of Christ, is for us to become more Christ-like. You know, the, the more we grow 
into God, the more we become like Christ, because that is the one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to make us holy. That is, be holy as I am holy. Be perfect as I am perfect. That is what the Lord says. So through the transformation process, our minds are transformed into thinking the thoughts of Christ. And by doing so, our will and our emotions will be subjected to it. You see, we are transformed from the inside out. And the character of Christ is displayed in us through the process of transformation, which is called the fruits of the Spirit. Now, let me read Galatians 5, 22 to 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it says, Against such things there is no law. You see, the fruits of the Spirit are the outward manifestation of inner transformation. So, for instance, when you got saved, you know, as I said, you know, before you got saved, you were sitting. And just, just give an example. You know, you were swearing, you were drinking, you were partying or, or whatever. You know, we were, we were all once there. And when you give your life to Christ, you see, you don't just change automatically the day you give your life to him. No, it's a process. As I said, now you're in the kingdom of light. It's a process. It's a process. And as you walk out your righteousness, because you are in right standing with God, the minute you give your life to him, the minute the spirit comes in you, that righteousness is not taken from you. But as you grow in Christ and as you mature in Christ, you start changing as a person. And the fruits of the spirit is God's character. And one of the, the gifts or one of the functions of the Spirit is to transform us into His image. And when we look at the fruits of the Spirit, which is, which I said, kindness and goodness and faithfulness, that is all the characteristics of God. So, you know, when people start seeing that there's something different about your character or behavior, you know, they remember you as being, oh, this party animal. And all of a sudden, after giving your life to God, maybe after a year, people look at you and they say, wow, there's, there's something different about you. You've, you know, you, you're more gentle than you used to be. You know, you, you're kinder. You, they see joy in you and peace in you. And, you know, this is, Outer working of in of inner transformation. You know, the Bible says in Matthew seven fifteen to to twenty, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravious ravious wolves. You will know them by their fruits. And the word also says that you will know my people by their fruits. You know. Sometimes people give their, their lives to the Lord, but they never spend time in God's presence. They never read his word. They, they don't bother to listen to, to, to God. They don't do anything with the righteousness God has given them. And, you know, it's like you, you'll see people you can't understand. They've given their life to the Lord, but nothing has changed. They're still swearing. They're still, and then you're confused, but like, didn't you give your life to the Lord? And, you know, but sometimes the Bible says, you know, you will know my people by their fruits. 
sometimes people will say, no, I'm a Christian, but they do things that make you question because you don't see the fruits of the Spirit in their lives. And I also know there's so many times where I've known of, of friends of mine whose parents used to go to church. They were church-going people. But when their kids grew up, they wanted nothing, nothing to do with religion, nothing to do with God. Why? Because they never saw the fruits of the Spirit in their parents' lives. They never saw the kindness. They never saw the goodness. And if we really think back about the Bible and we think about the Pharisees, you know, the Pharisees knew the Word of God back to front, but they never had the fruits of the Spirit in them. You know, there was a disconnection. They were religious to the point that their hearts were so hard. And um, so there's another example also in John thirteen thirty five that says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You know, people want to see Christ in you. If you belong to Jesus through the Holy Spirit, as I said, we don't have to do it on our own. Because we cannot become righteous on our own. We cannot become good on our own when we're in Christ. We don't have to work towards anything. You know, God is not a God that says we, we, never, we don't have to do anything to earn it. But we have a responsibility to seek God, to walk in His way, to want to mature, because God says He makes us willing and able to do it. You know, I also want to, I'm thinking back of a, a time where I spoke to someone um, and I might have mentioned this before where I was at a function and I was sitting across the table with someone and I don't know why I was starting to, we were talking about God and everything and I asked him, do you believe in God? You know, and he said, no. And I said, why not? And he said to me, because then I'm going to have to change my whole life. And I said, okay. And I sat there and I said, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to say. What do I say? What do I say? And then Holy Spirit said to me, you know what? Tell him it's not what he does, it's who he believes in. And I said that to him. I said, you know what? God's not interested in what you do. He's interested in who you believe in. And he looked at me and I didn't, I didn't say anything else. And for me, it felt like, you know what, just put your faith in God. Because when you put your faith in God, he will do the rest. You know, he will make you willing and able to obey him. Later on, you will decide, no, I, I don't feel like going to that party. You know, I don't feel like drinking anymore. You know, I don't feel like hanging out with those friends anymore. You, need, you know, you're not doing it in your own because once you've got the Spirit of God in you, God does the work in you. But you also need to do your part and and listen to the Word of God. So, yeah, so anyway, so let's get back to Matthew seven seventeen to 20 that says, Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. And you know if we are the trees and if we don't bear fruit 
We are not effective in God's kingdom. And you know what? It takes time to develop the fruits of the Spirit. It takes a lifetime sometimes. And we need to submit our thoughts, will, and emotion completely to the Holy Spirit. You know, when we grow in righteousness, we bear the characteristics of God, as I said, which is the fruits of the Spirit. And when we pursue righteousness, we can change from the inside out. And we also are adopting the culture of the kingdom of God. And I want you to remember that God is with us. And he loves us. He loves you. He wants the best for you. You know, transformation is not trying. God is not trying to make you something that you are not. God is not mold, God is molding you into the best version of who he's created you to be. You know, when we submit our lives to the Lord, you know, who not better than the one that created you? You know, he created you for purpose. And when you place your trust in him, when you commit to him, when you spend time with him, when you um, walk out that your salvation with him, you know, God is busy. He wants the best for you. There's rewards in walking with Jesus. And, and the one reward is peace and joy. And you know, it's not the kind of peace and joy that is in this earth. It's a supernatural peace and joy that's only found in the spirit. And who doesn't want to live a life with peace and joy? You know, no materialistic thing can replace peace and joy in your life. I'd rather have peace and joy than have a million rand and be depressed and anxious and fearful. You know, God is busy with us. You know, we are his masterpiece. Each and every one of you is God's masterpiece. And he wants to bring you into the fullness and the fullness of Christ. Because God is a good God. So let me pray for you out there. I hope that the word that I brought to you now has some way, something in, in the word really stood out for you. And maybe ministered to your heart today. But I want to pray for you that God will activate that thing inside of you that maybe you've drifted off. Maybe you've come to a point in your, in your life where I don't even want to serve, where you don't want to serve God anymore. Um, you know, where you're just, God, where are you? Where are you? I need you, Lord. You know, I want to be transformed. I want to be used by you. But God, where are you? And I really want to pray for you today that you will come back to God so that he can put complete his masterpiece, which is you today. He's got a plan for you. And so, Father God, I pray for every listener out here today that is really that heard your word and is really has got a hunger and a thirst after you, Father. I pray that you will touch their hearts. I pray, Father, that you will stir an awakening in their spirit. Let's break off that slumbering spirit over their lives, Father. And that you will just ignite a fire in each and every one of them to turn back to you, Father. Give them an extra measure of faith to turn back to you. 
And if anyone today wants to recommit or commit your lives for the first time to the Lord, just repeat after me. Father God, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I come to you and I commit my life in your hands. I want you to be Lord and God over my life. I acknowledge that you died and rose again and that you laid down your life for me. Father, consume me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh with your love, with your peace, with your presence. Transform me, Father, into everything that you have for me. I surrender. Thank you for being Lord and God over my life. If you prayed that prayer today, I want you to believe with all your heart that you are a child of the living God. You know, get yourself baptized. Go to a church that speaks the word of God where you feel comfortable and where God can use you. And I, I pray that God will, will, will open doors for you and that God will make a way for you like never before. So I hope my program has really stirred you up today and that you feel, you know, that you, you have a new refreshed spirit inside of you. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. Unfortunately, again, it's the end of my program. Um, so tune in next Saturday again at 5 p.m. Um, at the same time um, on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. And have a blessed week from me, Alana Willifu. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.